What's up, everybody? Are you tuning in to the Challenge USA on CBS? Well, tune in to me, Tyson Apostle, as I break down each and every episode with my co-host, Amelia Wedemeyer. I'm also a contestant on the show, which gives you all the insider scoop. Amelia, how stoked are you to do this? Tyson, I'm freaking excited. I cannot wait to sit my butt down every single week to watch the show, then come here and recap it with you on the Ringer Reality TV podcast. This episode is brought to you by Priceline. When it comes to travel, we all have that happy place, whether it's the beach, ski slopes, couples getaway, or even a visit to that best friend you haven't seen in way too long. And Priceline wants to get you there for a happy price so you never have to miss a trip. For me, my happy place is in the Mediterranean. I think I've mentioned that. Maybe it's why I like Love Island so much because they're right by the Mediterranean. But I just love the feeling of being in the sea and it's just a great sea. And now, thanks to Priceline's VIP family feature, you can go to your happy place more often while earning deals up to five times faster with a group. When one person from the squad travels, everyone gets more deals. And you even get to choose your crew. It doesn't have to be your actual family. It could be your neighbor, your roommate, your mailman, anyone. The more you travel, the more you save. And for me, I'd love to go on a trip to the Mediterranean with friends. In fact, I might be doing that in the near future. I have done it before, And it was really some of the most fun I've ever had. I went to Sicily. We had some great swimming there, me and my friends. Anyway, if you want to have a similar experience, download the Priceline app today to save up to 60% off select hotels and go to your happy price with Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. All right, it's official. I think I've discovered the ultimate coupling of all time. Like any good relationship, they really balance each other out. One is super sweet and the other... Well, they can be a little nutty sometimes. It is, of course, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. So perfect, some would call it true love. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Welcome to Bachelor Party. Today, this is a Love is Blind podcast. I am here with Callie Curry. Callie, hello. Hi. I was just like about to mouth to you like, this isn't Bachelor Party, but we are just covering Love is Blind on Bachelor Party. Yeah. Bachelor Party is, you know, our, our podcast for dating reality shows. Love is Blind season three arrived a couple of days ago. First four episodes are out. I'm happy to have the show back. There's so much to discuss. I mean, yeah. first of all, when Love is Blind season two came out, I thought the next season was going to be people from Seattle. So people from Dallas blew my mind. I mean, I'm like really excited to ask some Dallas related questions of you since you part-time live there. Yes. Also, I just, I, I, um, I have deep dived these people and I have been stalking them honestly for kind of a while. So, because I got to watch in advance, thanks Netflix. And so I have a lot to say, what's your initial impression of season three? Initial impression of season three. It does start a little bit slow. So, Mm -hmm. um, I know the first four episodes are out. Um, I feel like by three, it gets, it gets, it gets good. I felt like, and I told the people on the morally corrupt podcast, which you can listen to on Fridays, um, that I feel like this crop doesn't seem like they're in it for the fame as much as not even last season of love is blind, but just like because we watch an incredible amount of reality dating television shows. (laughs) Um, 
I was just like, these people seem like they're actually like, feel like even if they're just crazy and will maybe be unsuccessful, we don't know. Um, I feel like they're actually on the show to find love, to, to experience this love is blind experience. There's a lot of sad people on this show. And I don't mean, sorry, I don't mean that in a mean way, but I find like a lot of these people seem like they have sadness to them. Like even someone like Cole, who's so like energetic and big personality, his story about getting divorced, I thought was like pretty sad. Um, and I, I was really struck by that, but I want to note this was filmed basically concurrent with season two or like a, like a month or two later. But oh, I wow. know that because because I've deep stalked these people. And so like Bartise <laughs> is now 27 though. He was 25 on the show. Um, like he just had his birthday. I think has the reunion been filmed. I don't think so. They usually oh, wait a pretty long time for that, but I, I don't know. But so two years, well, I think they want to see, like have it be like the most up to date possible because like, you know, yeah. the, the season two couples, they just broke up and like the, they already like the reunion was already outdated, even though it was like fairly recent or after the altar stuff. So this, the, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. So eight, so 18, it's been like, I, I believe they, I, I couldn't exactly nail it down, but through going through everyone's Instagram and like seeing what the gaps are and their posting, I was able to identify that they filmed in the spring of 2021 and then spoiler alert. Alexa in a later episode has, um, like the Jewish marriage contract, which is called the Ketubah and it has the date on it. And it's like June 30th, 2021. So Uh, by the way, I don't know if they're, if if they like what happened with their wedding or whatever. I just, we see the Ketubah. So this was a long time ago. Um, and I think that's really relevant because these people didn't get to watch season two before they went on the show because they were filmed basically like around the same time. Okay. But still after season one, like those people became relevant. Some of them became famous. Um, Lauren, I can't remember her husband's name. Uh, Cameron. They're still around. They're still. It's unbelievable. And so are Barnett and Amber, which is the most shocking to me. Barnett and Amber are still together, but I mean like Lauren, like they still get like deals and stuff. People like really look up to Lauren and Cameron. It's kind of cute. Maybe because like it's an unexpected couple, maybe because they're interracial. Like I think it also like theirs seemed organic. It seemed Mm -hmm. like it was a real like win of the experiment. Like it wasn't, there was no, like, I'm so broken. You're so broken. (laughs) Like it, it just seemed like a regular, like dating situation that had like, it wasn't perfect but had like ups and downs. And by the end of it, you're like, I feel like they're really going to get married and stay married. And so far they are. Yeah. I'm happy for them. One thing about the season that I think is also notable last season, one of the critiques season two was that there wasn't a lot of body diversity. And I wouldn't say there's a ton of body diversity, but we do have Alexa in episode one talking about how she's really happy with her body, but she's says like, I could lose weight, but I don't want to. And in general, I think there's just like a wider range of bodies on this season, which is kind of, which is cool. Actually, there isn't anyone that's like, super, super skinny, right? Uh, well, Colleen's a ballet dancer. So, and, and but she doesn't look like model skinny. No. She just looks no. like she's in shape. Yeah. Same, same with Raven. I would say, um, Raven's also in shape, but I would say she's bigger than Colleen. She's just like, and like, yeah, different type of body. Yeah. yeah. They're both like ripped. Uh, 
So it's just kind of interesting because I bet that was hard for the Love is Blind producers when that was like critique of season two. They couldn't be like, we know it's coming up or whatever. Yeah. Um, but but I, I, I thought that was cool to see. The first few episodes for me, I was like, oh, this is like really not as good. And I understand why they chose the Chicago cast to go for season two versus this one, which is like a little bit more boring. But then I would say like the struggles after the pods and like we begin to see it in the Malibu episode are like very shocking and very, very real. Um, Which couple was the most surprising to you? Here are the options in case you forget. SK and Raven, Bartiz and Nancy, Cole and Zainab, Matt and Colleen, Brennan and Alexa. Oh my God. That's like such a, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Callie's overwhelmed. So weird. the, The most shocking couple to me first four episodes mm-hmm. Brennan and Alexa because I just was like they're not gonna be good and they're then so after, they, after they meet and they start getting to know each other more I'm like how are they so good but they seem they seem like even like the stupid stuff that like annoys him or her isn't, it's like everyone gets annoyed by little stuff like that. It's not anything that I'm like, yeah, that's a normal, like they just seem like a normal relationship that I'm like, didn't see that at all. They're just like kind of chill. She's a lot more low key than I would have expected based on my initial impression of her. And also frankly, based on her Instagram, which is a lot. Have you looked at I it? Think she, no, I think she is a lot. But that she, I mean, like you can be a lot, but then your personality just be like, you turn it down. Yeah. She's, I think she's chill, but she's not, not high maintenance. Yeah. I think, but I think she's also just like willing to be like, she's very upfront. Like she versus Raven, I think is a really interesting comparison. Cause I feel like, um, Raven presented, I, I will say like Raven, um, was my least favorite in the pods. And then I started Agreed. to like her a little bit more in Malibu, but like, Raven doing, you know, her exercises while Bartise is like sharing this traumatic story about running into his mom's first wife was, was an all timer. I was like, Oh my God, I can't believe she did that. She also like, didn't pick up on it at all. She kept going. She never stopped working out. I know. And then when he was like, are you doing jumping jacks? She was like, Oh my God, can you hear it? And like kept going. (laughs) I was like, are you a sociopath? That's the wildest moment of the first four episodes. I think she's just really nervous and she exercises out of nervousness. No, I no. <laughs> what do you think? I agree with you. I think, I think Raven is someone I went on like the biggest roller coaster with like that moment, which I'm not a huge Bartiz fan at all. I can't say oh that. Oh my I, God. Me neither. I didn't dislike him that much in the beginning. So like with him, like opening up or whatever and her doing, jumping jacks and worked like full calisthenic workout. I was just like, uh, she has no emotion. Like I was just like, absolutely not. Then also when Bartise broke up with her and was like, mm-hmm. I'm going the other way. And she's like, you know what? I came to the same decision too. I was like, no, you didn't honey. No, no, you didn't. no, you did not. So like, <laughs> I did not like her at all. Um, and then much like you, I think I even texted you this. I was like, oh, wow, I guess I don't dislike her. Like, I started to like her more. Like, I just feel like it was very like, oh, I really don't like her. I think I might like her. Oh, I maybe don't. 
I think I do. Like it was just like up and down, up and down. I know a lot. It's a lot of swings. I think she's really, really, really guarded. Like that's my take on her. Cause the way yeah. that she shares information, she's like so self-conscious. She's so nervous about what the feedback is going to be. And I feel like she's just been treated. I get the impression she's been treated really badly by guys or made to feel like low worth. Cause when she shares with Bartise that she is a bottle girl and I don't know if that's a derogative way of putting it, but you know, is a server at the club. Um, I mean, it's about a girl. She's like so nervous to tell him. And he's like, what are you a stripper or something? And she's like, no, God, no. But like, I don't, I don't know. I don't think working at a club is like that crazy or, or whatever, but she's like so nervous to tell him that. And then, there was another thing that she was like nervous to say, but I can't remember. Oh, when she tells Bartise about having nice things from her ex-boyfriend. That was also a weird conversation to me, to be completely honest. It was really weird. She may, she does make it seem like she's an escort or something by the way she presents this information. I'm not saying she is. I don't think she is, but like the way she says it, it's like she's done something illegal. Yeah. Like I don't, she was just like, I just have to let you know that I've been in a situation where my bills were paid and essentially like we li- I lived a very, very nice life. And I was just like, what? Like, it was just, why do you need to even, I don't even understand why you need to disclose any of this. Me neither. Although I guess if you're getting engaged, you, you could say something along the line. Yeah. But, but no, I feel like you could say something along the lines of like, I had a past relationship where I didn't have to work. He took care of everything. And like, I now realize that's not something that I prioritize when looking for a partner. I mean, it's that simple. She was like, yeah. he paid for everything. How do you feel about that? Would you, would you care if like, you know, cause some of those presents are still around. Yeah. Everyone has presents from their ex. Yeah. I mean, you were supposed to like get rid of all of it. Get back. I don't know. I guess yeah. Martins, he if might my ex care. bought me a sweatshirt that I really liked. I'm not throwing it away. <laughs> no way. I'm throwing him away. <laughs> not my sweatshirt. <laughs> especially a sweatshirt. Do you know what I mean? I'm like, this is so weird. And Bartice was like, like, are we talking about a house? Cause yeah, that's a little weird. She's like, Oh no, 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 not a house. And I was like, then what are we talking about? If it's not a house, it doesn't matter. Jewelry. I bet it's jewelry. Who cares? Yeah. I, one thing I liked about Raven when I went back and watched a second time, I realized very early on, she's like tight with the other women. Like you can tell the other women like her. And that's like always a really yes. good sign to me because I don't think I want to be judged solely on how I'm acting and dating. Like it's like pretty embarrassing. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, yes, you, I actually did not notice that. And you had texted me that. And I was like, you know, that's probably a really good point. It seems like all the girls like her. And also she was like leading them in Pilates. They're probably like happy to have her around for that. I mean, I'm, I'm now good with Raven SK. You love SK. I'm like love fine. SK. I'm like fine with him. Um, I love. just want to. I, I don't really like a lot to say about it, but him saying his father is a polygamist, I thought was like really interesting. Um, and also I liked how they didn't like really dwell on that in the show. It's just like okay, moving on. I also just have to say SK like because it's been so long, he's basically done with his graduate degree. Like he's been at Berkeley for a minute. So, um, the reason why I liked SK so mm-hmm. much, he seemed like the least judgmental person ever. Like anything that Raven like threw at him, he was just like, okay, like you're totally entitled to that opinion. Like we don't have to conform to what anybody wants. I want my culture in it, which is completely understandable, but I'm not going to make you do anything you don't want to do. Like, I just liked how he handled everything. Like he still had a point of view, but he was not like 
a controlling person at all. He was very, very understanding. Or how about in Malibu when Raven like won't even sit close to him? Like that was weird. You're engaged. And he was just like, let's take this at your pace. Let's yeah. I'm not going to give up on this. I would definitely be disappointed if the first night we didn't have sex and we were already engaged. I would just be like, wait, what? I'm fine with not. I'm, I think I'd be a lot like Raven, um, in this situation just cause it's so weird. Like I've never met you. Obviously we're engaged, but like I've never met you before. I feel like it takes me a little bit to warm up to open the legs, but, um, I would have been, I would have been fine sitting close on the couch. Raven was very, very closed off. Um, which also speaks to what you were saying earlier that she's super like she's nervous, protective of like what she's giving yeah. out. Whereas Alexa yes. was like, take it or leave it. This is all of me. <laughs> uh, I like that the women on this season seem to be like quite sexually hungry. I'm just like, okay, get it ladies. <laughs> <laughs> it's very it's like pretty like alexa and nancy are both like very sexual <laughs> and i like it i like it for them also i can't remember if it was zineb or colleen but one of them also was like multiple i think times. it was zineb i think oh, yeah G- great ladies love it for you that's awesome um yeah. i i just find sk like hard to read but you're right he's really patient and like well i can agree with that but I think he's a, I think he's a good, I think he's a good person. Very patient, very understanding, smart. He definitely has like the right, the right values. Like what he's looking for is like very sweet. Yeah. He also, the way he spoke, like he used good language. Like I just really liked him. There wasn't really anything for me to dislike. Yeah. He's fine. Yeah. I also love that he kind of made fun of himself a little bit. Like he was like, I used to be in the club and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. He's, he's fine. Um, let's talk about some of the other people. Um, let's talk about Cole and Zenob. I, I hated Cole from the moment I laid eyes on him. Uh, the fact that he was like a hot commodity is depressing to me and I cannot stand him. But one thing that I think is also just really interesting with Cole and Zenob is that one of the first things they bonded over was their love of God. And I bet that's true for like a lot of these characters or characters. A lot of the people who've ever been on love is blind. They just like, don't talk about it that much. Like that was like one of the first things, you know, that made you like him. I didn't Oh no, it didn't. I hate Cole, but not because he's really into God. I just hate Cole because he's like sucks. Him and Bartiz are so immature. Like I can't believe they cast them. They're so immature. I didn't dislike Cole for a while. Mm. He like slowly wore me down. I in general did not like how the guys, but particularly or mostly, I would say, or just <laughs> Cole and Bartise, the way that they acted about physical appearance yeah. was bizarre to me it wasn't bizarre to me it was just exactly what's to be expected and therefore disappointing but okay based off the first two days in the pod i didn't think batiste came off that bad he was clearly into himself and like works out and all that but like he did like to me i'm like if he was so into looks like he would have just stuck with raven even though she was doing the jumping jacks while he was pouring his heart out like i felt like to me i was like okay he really wants like something real 
and is going with his better connection. He doesn't care about age. Like there was a bunch of things that made me, that led me to believe that Batiste Bartice. wasn't that guy. Bartice. Yeah. Yeah. He did a lot of things that didn't lead me to believe that he was like that. And then when they met the women in episode four, the other mm-hmm. women, and when he's talking to Nancy in bed, I was like, oh, who like, I'm like, he, does, who, like he thinks he's Idris Elba. I know. He will. Hugest red flag with Bartice was that shortly before the show, he was in a physique competition. That's just like not for me. It's not for me, but you can still be a good person. He did not sure. come across as a good person in that conversation. Well, it's interesting because Nancy and him discuss like, do we want to tell each other like what we look like? And they decide no, which I thought was like really interesting. And one thing we saw less of, maybe this was just in the edit, but like in season two, we got a lot of the guys trying to suss out what the women looked like. And, and also vice versa. There was a lot less of this, this season probably still happened. They just didn't show it. And so it was like, you know, I just was surprised that he then like, didn't want to know or whatever, but I guess like he was trying to like go go along with the experiment. No, but like a guy that acts the way he did would want to know. Right. what Nancy looks like. That's why I'm like, you did everything to make me believe that you weren't this guy. And then the second you had the opportunity to be that kind of guy, you were like the very second. I think that like some of these people go into it, like hopeful that they can do it a certain way. And then they can't, they're just like, like they want to believe that love is blind and they don't like know how to find someone. Like Cole was very much like, I don't know how to meet anyone the girl in the, in the grocery store. And then they just are themselves. And like, that's just like how it goes. And also it's okay for appearance to matter. You have to be attracted to your partner. It's just like, maybe that grows over time based on your chemistry and your relationship or like whatever. But I don't know, just that they, they clearly cared a lot. And I think also they just, they both seem really mature to me. I agree. Bartiz didn't see that immature in the pods, but then like the second he actually meets Nancy and is like actually in a relationship, you're like, Oh, right. You're 25. Yeah. I'm someone who likes to think that like, it wouldn't matter to me, but like, I think it does matter. It's just like, not everyone has the same standards. Like, you know, maybe, you know, you're attracted to one type, like maybe um, you and I definitely have different types, I think. So like what you would be into. I think that, um, like I was like, think about yourself just like talking to someone, right. Mm-hmm. If, if you fully fell in love with someone, mm-hmm. which I mean, I'm, I don't know if this is true or not true, but like we are of the age where like you would talk to someone online, like on aim instant message <laughs> and like, you know them, but not really. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. So like you could definitely fall in love with someone yeah. without, you might know, you know what they look like, but you don't like know them, know them like that in person. The only thing for me that would be like an absolute no would be if they were like significantly shorter than me. But outside of that, I feel like I could probably learn to love someone if I wasn't super physically attracted to them. And I think that's what, that's like what Raven is hoping for and like what Raven is expecting to happen and like wants things to grow Yeah, with SK. But, Baby's up. you know, Cole, Cole and Zenob, like I was like hopeful for them at first. Her story is so sad, by the way. Oh my gosh. Her mom, her father died at 13. She didn't even really say why, but he like had a spinal problem on a boat and then passed away. And then her mom but died. Of, sudden. Yeah. Sudden. And then five years later, her mom died when she was 18. Her mom died of cancer. That is like so sad. I understand why she 
like would have a hard time dating, honestly. Cause that's just like a lot to deal with that. Obviously. I mean, and during those like really formidable formidable years, years where yeah. you're like, where you're like figuring out how you date, who you like, what's your type. Yeah. Like, obviously you're 15. You're not like, you know, whatever, but that is a time in your life where you're to like, explore. Oh, yeah. I, li- I like this. I like that. Yeah. Whatever. So that's really hard. I, I feel like they touched on this a little bit, but I think it's like wild for her and her. And and by the way, I think her stepmom clearly loves her and like, it seems like she wants to do everything right and make her feel like as loved and as good. Like I, I know her stepmom scared you a little bit, mm-hmm. but I, I feel like her stepmom was like as, as good as you're going to get. But I think it's wild for her to be then ad- adopted by a white woman. Yeah. Like, because she clearly has that insecurity as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm like, absolutely. yeah, if I didn't have my parents to tell me that like, not being white is, you know, still beautiful and blah, blah, blah. Like, and I'm sure her stepmom did that to the best of her ability, but it's just like all that to happen. And then that I'm just like, that's a lot. Yeah. I'm only not responding more because we haven't gotten to that on the show yet. So, (laughs) but that's okay. Um, Well, we'll come back to that next week, but you know, she obviously gets like uncomfortable with him pretty quickly. Um, but I also just think that he is like kind of gross. The he's, I don't know. I cannot stand him the way that he talks and the way he's like talking about like looking for a wifey and like his conversation starters where he was like, who wins in a fight in a gorilla versus a bear. And I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> maybe like several drinks in you talk about that, but I don't know. I was just not a fan. I was going to say, I'm not mad at that conversation starter, but it couldn't be like the, the foundation. One of, one of those conversations where, where we're like building the foundation of our relationship, Yeah, maybe like year five, bring it up. Let's talk about it. Let's figure out, let's figure out who wins. Also with Cole, he's divorced. He was married for four months and, um, that's also going to be scarring. So that probably contributes to his behavior. Um, okay. We don't like Cole. No, I hate him. <laughs> Zineb was also annoying. She was. Yes, I agree. But she <laughs> wasn't at the beginning. I thought she was just sort of like, like inoffensive. And I was just like, whatever. But they just didn't, they didn't seem like a match. But no, by the way, that's what Cole wanted. So her acting that way, he was like, oh, this is great. I can do whatever. I can say whatever. And like, it's all good. And then she started to become passive aggressive. And it was just like, why didn't you just say something? Yeah, very quickly. She doesn't like his habits, which, you know, you have to adjust to it. But she, she doesn't seem like she's can like roll with anything, which is understandable. But I feel like that's part of the problem is like, she can't just like, uh, like adapt on the fly. Yeah. I was just, when I was watching it, I was like, I don't like Cole, but you're like, I feel like there's times where I'm on his side. I don't want to be on his side ever. Yeah. I know. And then there was times where I was fully on his side and then Cole would do something. And I was just like, bye bud. (laughs) Like it was just very hard to balance the two. I do think that if Zina had a better partner, she'd be so much better. Which, by the way, if you were, if you got married or not married, if you got engaged to someone who was just not a fit for you, you probably would come across annoying as well. Oh, when I don't like someone and I'm like, I feel, I feel like <laughs> stuck in interacting with them, I get super weird and cold and like mean. And I'm just like, I like, 
it's not good. So yes, I would do the same thing. <laughs> yeah. But then she would say things where I'm like, does she like him? So it was kind of confusing. I think she does like him. I, I think this, this group of people is like way more scarred than the previous group or the previous two groups, in my opinion. Cause like, we just go down the list. SK, I don't think he's scarred Raven. She definitely is. Nancy will come back to her in a minute, but she's just seems like wacky. I, I, I like her. Bartice immature Cole immature Zainab scarred Colleen also scarred come back to her Matt anger issues scarred I was gonna say Matt is scarred <laughs> and then Brennan and Alexa they're both cool this episode is brought to you by Reese's peanut butter cups all right it's official I think I've discovered the ultimate coupling of all time like any good relationship they really balance each other out one is super sweet, and the other, well, they can be a little nutty sometimes. It is, of course, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. So perfect, some would call it true love. Find Reese's now at a store near you. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. eBay knows that when it comes to jewelry, authenticity is the real gem. When you see the blue check mark that says Authenticity Guarantee, it means your next piece will be carefully inspired by jewelry experts and will always be worth its weight in gold. Whether you're looking to make a statement or build the perfect everyday look, eBay is making sure you get the real deal. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that jaw-dropping piece will always arrive jaw-droppingly real. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. Who's your favorite of all these people? Like just like individual? One person. If you had to pick one person to be team blank, whose team are you on? That's so hard. Oh, I know mine instantly. Is it SK? No, I do love SK, but it's not SK. <laughs> uh, I think it's Brennan. Brennan seemed the most genuine and sweet to me. I'm team Brennan. Yeah, he seems like a great guy. He's like, he seems like really open-minded and like just like excited about life. And he's so sweet with Alexa. And I really liked how he talked about like cooking and I don't know. He seemed like a real sweetheart. Yeah, I, uh... I have no complaints. Me neither. I don't even have anything else to say about him. He just seems great and like really excited. It's very sweet. And I feel like he's like willing to compromise. Yeah, totally. Which is what kind of what I felt about uh, SK too. Yeah. Like he was willing to be like, okay, this is what you want. This is what I want. Let's meet here. I do think Alexa is surprising. Like I just expected her to be a lot more high maintenance. And so when I saw them interact and she's like pretty low key and just like committed to the relationship, I was like, oh, I think I like her too. I like Alexa. I feel like I expected her based off like her looks mm -hmm. and how she talks about herself, which I love, but putting that all together, I was like, Oh, she's going to be so superficial. And yeah, she doesn't seem that way at all. I know. She also clearly cares about family. Like the way she was talking about her siblings was really yep. sweet, which I, I really liked that too. So like they're almost boring. Cause I'm just like, cool. You both seem great. And I hope it works out. Brennan, Alexa and SK are my faves. I'm also team Raven. She really, I really came around on her. So, but we'll, we'll save that for later, later on in the season. She's probably on like the third level of the pyramid. 
Wow. Ooh, interesting. Okay. I mean, there's like five levels. That's not bad. <laughs> Maybe uh, six. We haven't discussed Nancy at all. She and Andrew. Oh my God. I thought she was going to pick Andrew. We forgot to talk about him just because he's, he, he's the breakout of the pods who doesn't go further. Um, Andrew talking about his transcendental sex. I was just like, I don't really believe this story. Honestly. I didn't like any of it. Also, I wanted to know like scientifically are some of the things he was talking about possible. Right. Like, I mean, like the way he like doesn't ejaculate, but has an orgasm. Yeah. I'm like, maybe you're just not attracted to what you're doing. <laughs> I don't know. It was a turn off for me. And I'm very, I know you're not a huge Nancy fan. I don't really, I think she's a little like, you know, cuckoo, but like not she's in a bad cuckoo. way. Yeah. She's fine. But I like that. She also was like, this is really smooth and too cool for me. Yeah. She was like, we can have a great time right now, but not forever. I just, I think her and Bartiz are the, are the oddest couple. Like they're the most surprising to me. I don't really understand what they bond over. Um, I don't feel like we saw a lot of them in the pods. We heard Bartiz saying like many times, like it's Nancy. I could feel in my gut. Like it's Nancy for me, but we saw so much more of him and Raven at that to like not uh-huh. work out that I, when he, when they end up getting engaged, I was really surprised. I don't think they showed a lot of the conversation, but I think they didn't maybe because they knew, obviously the producers know like what's to come, yeah. like how we saw when he first saw Raven or whatever. Right. They tried to like play that up a little bit to make it like more dramatic for when he saw Raven and then had the conversation with Nancy. Um, Nancy seems like a smitten kitten with him. So they must've had some good conversations. Cause I also, for as wacky as Nancy is, she is smart. Yes, definitely. I really, really like Bartice's speaking voice. So I also could see that being effective when you're in the pods you're just like, okay. You like his speaking voice? I do. I do. It's very distinct as well. Um, Colleen, we haven't talked about Colleen, the ballet dancer. I feel like Colleen gets more rejection than I would ever have guessed, but she takes it really hard, which leads me to believe this is not new for her. She also says like, this is a pattern, but I still was surprised. Well, have you ever in your life heard someone talk about how they want to get married in a pod? So within like a week, but also it's just not their, their style to go deep. Also, she jumped around. I mean, Matt was her third choice. Like she was into Cole, no. then she was into Brandon and then she was into Matt. It was like a mind blowing thing for me, for her to be like, yeah, it's just like, not me. I just don't like, I like, like she essentially was just like, I just like talking about surface level things. That's it. I, know, I, know. I was like, what? I know. It's like, so you don't want to be in a relationship. You just want to have like casual friends. And I'm like, that's, that's probably the pattern. And she even said, a lot of people like, like me because I'm pretty, which yes. also was mysterious to me. But anyways, she's um, a dead ringer for Sarah Bareilles who Callie didn't know who that was until I told her. I knew, I knew who she was. I don't know what she looks like until you showed me Got it. and they do look <laughs> a lot alike. A lot. Um, but no, I like, she said that a lot of guys will like her cause she's pretty. And then after getting to know her, move on. And I'm like, if you're only talking about what your favorite color is, people are going to move on. Yeah. I also just think that she, uh, seems really like everyone's like, tell me about yourself. And I noticed she's always like, well, I'm a ballet dancer. And I think it's like awesome to be proud of your work, but she also like really identifies with like the ballet piece of it and like emphasizing that she is like limber or whatever. That's her personality. I guess so. Um, also the guys are really into it. They're like, Ooh, ballet dancer. Nice. So yes. But again, if you're not deep enough for Cole, that's an issue. 
It's a great point. <laughs> like if Cole's like, I just wanted to have a more meaningful conversation. And you're like, it's not really for me. Like if it's like Cole is puddle deep. Oh. <laughs> He's shallower than the shallow end of a pool. <laughs> so it's a great point. I wonder if part of that for him is the religion thing. Cause I feel like that was a really big thing with him and Zenup. And he, like they right away were like, yeah, that, that means a lot. And Zenup was like, I prayed for you last night or whatever. And I wonder if she just like, won't go there or doesn't want to go there. Also she's from Pennsylvania. She's didn't, I get the impression that a lot of these people grew up in Texas and she didn't. So that, and either, obviously neither did SK. Uh, I mean, that to me was like, okay. But other than the jumping jacks, that moment was the second most shocking. I was like, what is she, what do you mean? You're trying to find who you're going to marry. You're going to have to talk about something other than you putting your leg behind your head. <laughs> it's a great, it's really a great point. I just think that she also seems really, really young. Like she probably just needs to date a little bit more. Um, but like, how old is she? Uh, I think she was like 25 or 27. That's not that young. I know, but she just acted young. I'm not, I mean, I'm not saying again, I'm not saying what her age is. I'm saying she seemed immature to me. Yeah. But Matt, I believe Matt's also divorced. He is. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. He like got cheated. He got biggest... cheated on by his yeah, fiance. That's, like, that's like the biggest thing Sorry. about it. <laughs> Which is also a bad sign. If your whole personality is having been cheated on, it's just like, um, okay. When you I remember you texted me about like how much you disliked Cole. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Cole, Matt is so much more alarming. Matt seems like he has anger issues and there's just like a lot simmering underneath the surface with him. I, I'm not a fan, but he just like didn't leave a mark. Cause I was so shocked that Colleen was getting engaged to her third guy. And I was like, really, you're just going to like go along with it and see what happens. That was really surprising to me. She kept being like, I always knew it was you. No, you didn't. Like you had no idea. <laughs> you definitely thought it was cool. You, you wanted not. it to be cool. <laughs> Cole and then who else was it Andrew Brennan, who was the other Brennan also had to turn her down oh Brennan 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 that's who it was yeah Brennan really is so nice what a good what a sweetheart he seemed nervous to tell her Cole was the, he seemed nervous by the way Barchis also seemed nervous and yeah it was really awkward breakup with Barchis and Raven so <laughs> really uncomfortable to watch he like wouldn't just get to it and Raven was like it's all good you don't need to say anything more. I came to the same conclusion. Yeah. <laughs> I think I just feel bad for Raven. Like I know that she comes off like kind of rude or whatever, but I just feel bad for her. Like I, there's clearly like a lot going on Why? and she's just like looking for something. I don't know. I just do Callie. Okay. She has a good job. She has a lot of presence and she's good looking, great hair. Not a lot to feel bad for. Um, okay. So after the pods, I was like, Oh great. They're going to go to Mexico. They go to fucking Malibu. Nope. That is so nope. lame. Malibu? It was really random. But if they filmed at the same time, yeah. was it like a COVID situation? Why would it be a COVID situation? The other people went to Mexico. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just like, this is the raw end of the, of the, of the deal. Short end of the stick. Um, I would much rather. They seemed very happy with it. But like their rooms were small. It was like, it was objectively worse than the hotel's that they had in Mexico. I was also thinking, I was like, what hotel are they at? There's not really hotels in Malibu. It was the Calamigos ranch. You know that place? It's like, they have like a wine tasting room and, uh, that's at least it was like right next to that. But I believe they have like, like a, um, hotel by there as well. So yeah, it's the guest ranch and beach club. Uh, I just think that is like 
nice for like a weekend getaway or like a wedding, but I definitely would prefer to go to Mexico for a period of time. Also Malibu, not that warm, even if you go in the spring, which I believe that's when they went. So like, it's not like a hot vacation. It's like, like hot temperature. I'd rather go to the Bahamas, honestly. It's only like hot ish in like yeah. July, August. Yeah. Maybe beginning of September. September is actually probably your best bet. And in the morning it's like gloomy and foggy. So I guess if you want to get cozy and then it gets warm, but yeah, I would definitely rather go to Mexico. So that's, that's, that sucks. In general, I feel like this season, like just, there's something a little bit off about it and maybe they just know they just knew that it wouldn't be as good or something. I, I really don't know. It's hard to explain why they would have not gone to a different country. It's also going to be cheaper. Yeah. I was going to say the budget seems lower. No, I think Mexico is probably cheaper. Mexico is just a cheaper place to oh, shoot. Malibu. Yeah. Yeah. But I think in general, this season seems like the budget was lower. Yeah. Agreed. Um, I don't think this season is worse than season two. Really? I think Shane and shake provided so much like appalling entertainment <laughs> that I missed that. Like, I'm just like, I actually hate Cole. Whereas Shane, I didn't hate him. I was just like, what's wrong with this guy? <laughs> well, you did by the end of it. Um, sure. I'm in a group chat and everyone in my group chat right now thinks that Bartise gives Shane an energy. Interesting. It's like, really? I don't see it. And everyone was like, Oh my gosh, you need to rewatch. He's like, Shane. No. And I was like, no, no, I no. mean, I don't see that, but I do get it. Sure. But Shane was way more like fiending cokey. and just, yes, way more cokey. Not that he was <laughs> cokey, but seemed yeah, had no. a cokey energy. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I don't, I don't know his drug habits. I was just saying that he had that energy, yes. but yes, that that's exactly the kind of energy we're getting from him. That's so interesting. Yeah. I don't see that at all. Like I'm way, I, I, I just think that the, the first three episodes were boring. And then when they get to Malibu, it starts to heat up. Cause like these couples, I think have way more problems than season two couples, like pretty, pretty quickly. Like SK yeah. and Raven aren't close. Zena is like closed off to Cole. And I, I just think that like very quickly, it seems like it's going to go off the rails for a lot of them. Yeah. I think season two, I was like, none of these people are going to last. <laughs> And this season, I have some hopes. You do? Yeah. Who do you think lasts? Brennan and Alexa. Spoiler alert. I know they're still together because I've been stalking Alexa for a long time and she's been on his Instagram. There you go. Wait, are they allowed to post each other? No, they're not. But she had like a and birthday they're just trip. posting anyways? She had a birthday trip and like I was just like looking at all the social media from her birthday trip and her stepmom posted uh, something that had Brennan in it. So. Well, there you go. Um, I'm right about everything. You are, Callie. You're so right. Uh, we're going to keep covering <laughs> um, also, Love Also, we is should put yeah. a bigger pause after your spoiler alert. Spoiler alert does nothing if you continue with the spoiler 0.2 seconds after saying spoiler alert. <laughs> You're right. You're right. Chris, our producer, please put in a pause for me. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I like, like, they just seem so normal. Yeah, I agree. I, I like them too. I just think... I don't know. This season is just missing something for me. Season, season two, I enjoyed a lot more. Also, maybe it's just like too soon. Like we just had, like we had a long layoff between one and two because of COVID and maybe that's the way it should be. The other thing is I just like, don't believe in this because we've been through this twice, I guess. Yeah. But people are still together. Only from season one. No one from season two is together. Yeah. Because I think season two, the people were trying to be famous. Fair enough. Well, I guess we'll have to see who signs with the agents. 
Um, we're gonna we're gonna keep covering Love is Blind. It's coming over the next three weeks. Of course, we got The Bachelor next week on Tuesday night, as per usual. We're still anti-Michael A. Shout out to Sierra. Her social media Wait, has been really good. Social media has been amazing. I have to say, I read something, I read a tweet about Michael A that I agreed with, where it was like essentially saying that him and Danielle are more compatible than him and Sierra. Mm -hmm. And like, I like that, like anyone who has a problem with that can fuck off essentially. And I was like, yeah, I agree. I think Danielle and Michael. Yeah. I was like, I think Danielle and Michael clearly are a better match. That's not what I'm mad about. I'm, I'm mad about how the producers gave them a golden boy edit. I'm mad about how he used Sierra to get to this point. Yeah. It's, it's about using Sierra. I don't know if he knew Danielle was coming or what it was. Yeah. But it's the Sierra of it all. Yeah. It has nothing and to do with they're a good that couple he did not. say, he did say like something's missing with Sierra and he didn't say he it to her. Have, Tell her he that. Have, yeah. He may have lightly touched on it, but barely. I just think he should have been more straightforward with her. I think the producers fucked Sierra over just as much as Michael A did. Yeah, so agreed. I'm not putting it all on Michael A. Um, but it makes me just not want to watch him because I'm like, this isn't fair that he just like got the girl of his dreams right when he needed her and got to avoid like the biggest twist in Bachelor in Paradise history. Like it, it's just too, it's too much privilege for someone to like. The other online conspiracy theory right now is that the producers didn't expect Michael A to end things with Sierra. So they thought that she would go to Casa Amor and Danielle would come in as like temptation or whatever. Which I guess yeah. is plausible, but I, I just think it seems like Michael A is very much like in cahoots with the producer. So I don't know why he would like mess that up. Um, yeah. And that's also why they didn't. That's why they had their yeah, date that day. Clearly the producers love him. So I don't yeah. think he would go. He's not going against them. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, I also saw another thing. Uh, and I don't even know if you want to touch on this or not. But um, Brandon's post about Olu. Yes, I do want to touch on that. Brandon alludes to Olu having some really bad behavior and treating women poorly. So yeah. we'll have to find and out more about that. It seems like he's not going to not be quiet about it. He's not going to not be quiet. So he's going to say something. He's, he, he's not going to be quiet about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, the double negative is not making sense. He's not going to be quiet about it. So I'm very interested to see these next two episodes. And if they don't touch on it at all, it seems like Brandon's like, yeah, Brandon, we got a podcast be- for you. Come on, come on. Bachelor party. <gasps> Actually, I would love that. Cause you know, you love that Brandon. I loved Brandon. So Brandon, please. Come on over. Are they allowed to do it? Not till it's over, right? Uh, no, they can. We're hoping to get Kate next week. Fingers crossed. Um, I also uh, just want to mention that Tino went on the Vial Files. And of course I saw that. Doesn't seem like he said too much anything that new. Just like gave new. some more insight. I guess the, I think the most interesting thing that came out is that he called a friend while um, he was, when he went outside in like the safe house the or whatever. Off. Yeah, with his shirt off. Which, Okay. Cool. It did seem like based off of what he said and he seemed to t- try to take like as much accountability for it like as yeah, possible. He, did. he wasn't trying to say he didn't do anything wrong. Um, but it also did seem lightly seemed like it was a bit of a setup for him. Mm-hmm. 
at the safe house. I, I guess like they had also broken up. I guess it, it seemed obvious at the time that they just wanted to film their breakup, but I guess he had a different expectation going into it. So yeah, that's what I'm going to say. It didn't seem like he understood what he was walking into. Yeah. And he had already told her that he kissed her. So her acting like it was brand new information was a little bit off. Yeah. Cause she said, all he said was, I hooked up with, or I cheated on you and she didn't know like the details. Yeah. Also, there's still a lot of focus on Avon coming out while he's on stage. And I still don't really have that big of a problem with that. I'm sorry. I know that Tino didn't like it. Nobody <laughs> liked it, but like, I just don't have, a, there's so many things that I think are worse. Yeah. Well, good, good news is Tino said he was not mad at Avon at all. And that he knows that Avon had no clue that he was going to be there. Um, or he, I guess he even was told that it was supposed to be just Rachel and Jesse on stage. So everyone got screwed over. That's the point. Of course, our golden boy, Avon did nothing wrong. Kind of interested that him and Rachel aren't, don't really seem to be in touch now. No, you know who Rachel seems to be in touch with? Michelle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like her best friend. They post TikToks like every day. She, my best friend. I don't know. I like, this is the second time in your presence. I've like reference that song this week, but it's just really catchy. <laughs> it's also a, a TikTok uh, song. <laughs> it, is, it is very catchy. Um, and we do talk a lot. So maybe you think I am your best friend. I do consider you a good friend, Callie. I hope it's mutual. <laughs> so, of course. Not to get too awkward. <laughs> Will you accept my rose? You, do you want to get married? I accept. You're already married, unfortunately. Yeah, I am. Okay, but, great. Yeah, it could be like SK's dad. Yeah. Cool. All right, everybody. Thanks to Chris Sutton for stepping in to edit this podcast and produce this podcast. We'll be back on Tuesday night covering Bachelor in Paradise and more Love is Blind next week. Watch the show if you haven't. I mean, I don't know why you'd be on like the final minute of this pod if you haven't watched it, but yeah, keep watching. All right, everyone. Have a great weekend. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.